Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Woven, Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Well, welcome Christine Cowan today. We um, are doing an episode where we're going to kind of dispel some myths about a yoga practice. Um, I know for me personally, yoga, while it's not something I practice as often as I'd like to, it really is a very healing and restorative way to move your body and connect with yourself. Um, if y'all remember, some of our first episodes were on integration of our mind, body, and spirit, and yoga is a really good way to do that. But I think um, yoga can come with some confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Christians, I've heard things along the lines of it's devil worship. I've heard maybe not that extreme, but just that it's like a pagan thing or like Christians should be careful. Mm-hmm. There's also something really fun that's going to be in our show notes. Um, we're not going to like throw shade on our podcast, but if you want to see Christian yoga, just go to our show notes. Um, <laughs> but so we wanted to invite Christine Count on today because you are a recently certified or what what is the Mm -hmm. word okay the yoga teacher Mm -hmm. and also um, a kids pastor and a friend of ours and you go to church with us in Atlanta so we wanted can you introduce yourself just to um, our listeners tell us a little bit about your family and then kind of the story of your yoga journey sure yeah Um, so I started practicing yoga probably 12 or 13 years ago Um, my name is Christine Cowan and um, I have a family here in Atlanta I have two kids and my husband Kevin I currently work at Trinity. I've been there for about seven years now as the kids pastor, one of the kids pastors there, and um, have recently just decided to get my yoga certification um, as part of the Holy Yoga um, certification process, which is a Christ-centered yoga practice. Okay. So... Holy yoga. What is the difference between holy yoga and more traditional yoga? And unholy yoga. Yes. No, I'll say um, there are so many similarities. And what I appreciated about the holy yoga organization is that they really um, honor the Eastern tradition of yoga and its origins, mm-hmm. um, as well as just saying that there are some things in which our paths diverge as believers. And so we will, instead of um, yoga means to yoke or union. And so instead of yoking ourselves um, to the universe, then we we believe that we yoke ourselves to the Holy Spirit, our creator. Um, so the triune God. Yeah. So what um, what are the origins of yoga for people who maybe don't know? Yeah, that's a great question because I think there are a lot of misconceptions out there um, that it's really rooted in Hinduism. And although Hinduism does take a lot of the yogic practices and postures and incorporate it into that religious practice, um, Yoga actually originated long before those things as an oral tradition. There were okay. um, there were figures found, um, carvings found about you know five thousand BC or more in the Indus Valley. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, so from those they were taken and and kind of represented in different religions um, throughout history. And then about um, two hundred maybe BC, there was a, a scholar named Pantanjali, which I'm probably really mispronouncing that name. I apologize. Um, but he took all of the written history and kind of put it into a book okay. called um, Yoga Sutras and Yoga Aphorisms. So what we know currently in our Western culture really comes from his teachings and writings. And he was like before religion or he was 
was... Well, he was about 200 BC. So there were okay. some um, religions who had already incorporated some of the exercises and postures okay. um, into the, the practices that, of their religions. Um, but he really took it and made it what we know now of what yoga is. That is really interesting. So, um, so it sounds like Eastern religions have kind of seen the benefits of yoga and adopted it, whereas we kind of tend to be more of like a mental religion sometimes Mm -hmm. um yeah which is why i personally love yoga i think um just being able to get in your physical body and do Mm -hmm. things physically that will guide you mentally is so important so but i want to know like why i want to hear more about your story of like why yoga Mm -hmm. why has it been important to you personally and like what do you hope people will get out of it Mm -hmm. yeah i think one of the things um personally I mean, I've received so much from it. I think that yoga is really designed to um, incorporate three things. Exercise mm-hmm. being um, number one, um, breathing techniques, and um, it really yokes those things together so that we can form a deeper sense of meditation. So mental clarity. I mean, when we talk about yoga, for me personally as a spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. um, yoga is not necessary for our union with God, but it is a wonderful spiritual discipline that we can incorporate into our current practices in order to yoke ourselves, you know, yeah. into a deeper relationship with God. So personally, that's been um, a part of my journey. And um, the other side of that journey has really been um, healing through trauma. So uh-huh. I have, um, I think like all of us, we have our histories of trauma and those things are different in different variations. And um, we all kind of choose different ways in which we listen to our stories, listen to our bodies, find meditation and our spiritual practices. And yoga was a way for me to kind of enter in in all of those facets, mind, body, soul, um, and heart, you know, listening mm-hmm. to our bodies, listening to our emotions, really feeling our feelings. And I think what trauma does is it kind of numbs our, our bodies yeah. out or dissociates us mm-hmm. from being able to really pay attention to our bodies. Um, and that leads to you know, us not really being clear about what our thoughts are or yeah. kind of keeping us distanced even from God. And yoga has been a wonderful practice over the last couple of years as I've really been entering more into my story um, of just helping healing, integrating that left and right brain mm. where we come together with movement and also meditation and begin to enter into a closer you know, deeper awareness of God and of ourselves. And there's great healing in that. That's really good. Yeah, because we can't think ourselves into healing. Right. It has to be a physical mm-hmm. posture. Yeah. yeah. I have a, um, a good friend who was in a place where she was like really having a hard time with God, just like struggling mm-hmm. to even submit. And she would just wake up and like lay on the ground and put her hands out. And yes. she was like, that's literally all I have to offer. Yes. Like, I don't mean anything more than that. I mm-hmm. can't force myself, but I'm going to just do this. Mm-hmm. And that was a catalyst for her growing and changing, but it, it started with a physical posture. Yes. And I've just not forgotten that. Yes. So I think um, I like what you said about breath Mm. breathing techniques Mm. yeah let's talk about that for a second sure so part of um breath work which i love this idea of breath um because it's so closely associated with um the spirit Mm -hmm. so that word when we find in scripture um breath and spirit are one and the same word and Mm -hmm. so we really as christians once we learn about those things it's it's neat to delve a little bit further into them to really say, how can we usher in the spirit through our breath? Mm -hmm. So not only on that spiritual realm, but also on a physical realm, um, we talk and I hear so much, especially in kids ministry. um, And even with friends of mine with just anxiety being on the rise and stress levels um, that even on a very physical um, 
state, there's a parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system. So when you get into the physiology of breath and that control of your breath, mm-hmm. then you can really help to calm down your body um, and help to just really orient yourself to your thoughts and to your emotions by just simply breathing, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful. And also that guides us into if we have a hard time with meditation, if we if our minds are always running, if our bodies are always going, um, then one of the things that yoga is really wonderful at um, facilitating is stillness mm-hmm. and space to just be with the breath and calm the mind, calm the body so that we can begin to meditate or chew on um, really the word of God, which I love incorporating into all of my classes. Um, mm-hmm. That part of meditation for me as a believer is meditation on God's word. And so really that's an incorporation that I use in all of my practices to be able to really usher in that that space of awareness with God through movement, through the breath, mm-hmm. and then allowing that stillness so that you can really meditate on his word. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because my, I am the kind of person whose brain doesn't stop and body doesn't stop. So um, I started so I hadn't ever done yoga mm. until a few years ago because it just it didn't fit my personality, yeah. if you will. And it wasn't a, I think it's anti-Christian thing. And we can go into that in a second, but sure. like in the, the misconceptions about it. But it, mine wasn't so much that. Mine was more of like, I, I don't want to do an exercise practice where I have to sit there and breathe and be still. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. That's not yeah. exercise to me. So, but I, about two years, a little over two years ago, hurt my back, um, really bad Mm. and one of the part of my physical therapy my physical therapist told me she would like me to start doing yoga and so I was like okay well I'll do it as a part of like my physical therapy like it's just a means to an end right like it's gonna Mm -hmm. make my back feel better or Mm -hmm. whatever and one of the things I did learn about it um for me personally as as resistant as I was to it it forced me to be still yeah because I you know you, you you hold poses for long times and there's a lot of breathing involved and you like it's about the only time when I do yoga is about the only time I completely shut down. Like I go for walks or runs or other forms of exercise and, and I kind of shut off a little bit, but I'm, my brain's still going. Yeah. Like yoga is the only thing that forces me to like shut my brain off yeah. and switch to, you know, a different part of my body and the breathing and, and, coming from someone whose daughter does struggle with anxiety, Mm -hmm. she, um, breathing helps her. I've been amazed by how breathing has helped her and her Christian counselor recommended yoga for her. That's wonderful. So, I mean, it, 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 there's obvious, you know, physiological benefits outside of any spiritual benefits we can talk about. Yeah. We always joke, um, in the yoga world that Shavasana or a corpse pose where you're just literally lying on the ground is the hardest pose for most people, Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. because it is so hard for us. I think, especially in the Western culture, um, to just slow down enough mm-hmm. to be still. But it, it's a wonderful practice to have. And I think that difference when you brought up running, um, I love to run. I love other forms of exercise as well. Yeah. But yoga is really designed in the postures to um, put pressure on different glandular systems um, yeah. that really have tremendous health benefits. I love that the Western world, like you said, you know, Christian counselors and doctors alike are now kind of coming behind yeah. encouraging yoga for those yes. reasons that they're starting to really see the health benefits. They're they're able to see the psychological benefits as well. So it's really starting to pick up. Yeah. And I'm hopeful that um, more Christians will become aware of yeah. just the benefits, even if it's just health-wise. Um, and I think the psychological and spiritual benefits will come. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So how would you, I mean, because I think culturally now we're kind of, 
I, I see two, I see a couple camps of yoga. I see the like, you know, Scandinavian supermodels, mm, right? Yeah. In spandex. And they're like sure. doing these really bendy like poses. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's like super intimidating. She's like, well, I can't do that. Yes. But then, um, you know, and then there's like the more gentle, like my favorite yoga class ever was taught by like an 85 year old woman yeah. at the Y. It was great. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of like, and I mean, sometimes to some people, yoga means exercise or it's like, how hot can I get? And how like bendy can I get? So how, sure. I'm just curious, like how, cause yoga is hard to define. It is, it is exercise. It is meditation. It's all of it. But like, how, how would you define it? Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, well, going back to, I guess those three, three things, I would really say that yoga is in, a, in its essence, um, the asanas or the postures, mm-hmm. and that's going to look differently for different people. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought up, um, you know, the super flexible, you have these misconceptions that yoga is just for a certain type of body Mm -hmm. or a certain type of person or demographic. Um, I would love to see um, all sizes, all genders um, participating more in yoga because really what what my practice holds is grace and alignment. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a teacher who's willing to say, um, here's proper alignment, where yeah. you're not going to get injured. Um, and there's grace because our bodies are all different. We have different levels of flexibility. We have different muscular tones. And some day-to-day, our bodies even yeah. are very different yeah. from one another. So yoga really is a practice of paying attention to your body and yeah. your body, not yeah. someone else's. Yes. Um, so this need to compare or to do something at a specific pace or to do it in a very specific way, which a lot of um, yoga lineages will teach these are the these are the postures we do this Mm -hmm. is how you do them and you must do them in this way Mm -hmm. um holy yoga is not that practice um so for someone who wants that type of structure there are other you know Iyengar Bikram those might be other avenues Ashtanga yoga where they can practice those things for me and my personal yoga practice, it's more about paying attention to my own body. Can I keep my alignment in my spine um, and pay attention to that as I move through the posture so that I'm not hurting myself and I'm getting the best out of my practice, even if it doesn't look at all flexible or yeah. you know something else. So I'm really hoping that um, the yoga world can encourage more inclusivity of all body types and all genders, yeah. you know. Definitely. I think that's why a lot of people do it at home. Yes. Because it's just like kind of, and it's really awkward. Yeah. I mean, I I was a basement yogi for 12 years, you know. And that's a great place to start. I mean, yeah, I think. You just go to TJ Maxx and get your yoga mat Absolutely. and you're good. Um, were you going to say something? Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just listening. But, but uh, I, I mean, now that you asked. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have anything to interrupt. But, I love you, Rebecca. <laughs> now that you asked. Um, yeah. So I, I think it is, it is hard for some people because there's this feeling that like it has to be done a certain way. Right. Or you're afraid you're going to fart. I told Christy when she started teaching classes, <laughs> I was like, I just do not want to fart in front no. of a bunch of people, you know? And, and it happens. It does. It might happen. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, just um, doing it, they're, they're two different experiences. Yes. Like doing yoga, and I think there's benefits to both, and you can speak to it, Christine, but... Absolutely. I mean, there are times where, I, you know, I just, from taking yoga classes, no poses, and just sometimes I just need to do them at home yeah. by myself mm-hmm. to relax and to breathe and to like, because I just need a minute. And then there's, there are benefits to doing it in a group as well. I mm-hmm. think, I think that you can feed off the energy and not in a, 
them not in a new agey way but you know yeah, like no, by just great. being in community well it's the same as going to church right we yeah. practice our spiritual disciplines in our homes and throughout the week yes. and yet there's something beautiful about yeah. coming into community with exactly. other people and respecting the differences within the community mm-hmm. and that's what I love about the yoga practice um, that holy yoga offers is that we respect that personal experiential worship that you're participating in yeah and yet there's something really beautifully profound about getting with um, you know, other people and practicing that together. There really is a, I don't know, there's a, there's a unification that happens for sure. in that, in a community, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So why do you guys think Christians are particularly apprehensive about yoga? And what would, I'm just curious what y'all would say about those specific fears. Yeah. I'm curious what you guys have heard Maybe from friends or yeah. family members, or even I've literally heard that it's devil worship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or that like I'm opening the door to yes. Satan because yes. I'm like d- praying to Hindu gods or something. I've heard mm-hmm. that. I've heard mm-hmm. that. I've heard the, you know, just the, you know, there's a lot. Well, people just don't do a lot of research, yeah. so they're just you know they're just hearing things. Sure. But you know, people hear that um, that it's the new age like you're getting in touch with yourself mm. and it's, oh, it's about like, yeah. finding yourself and getting in touch with the universe and and then yes that is opening doors opening spiritual doors to lots of other things that may not be christian yeah and so I'm, i haven't heard so much of don't do it just more be careful make sure yeah. you're careful which is totally understandable like i mean there is discernment in anything that you are going yeah, to practice mm-hmm. um but that doesn't mean you write off all the mm. benefits of something. I mean, right. this could this could be a conversation for almost anything in Christianity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Because we don't mean to like laugh at those fears yeah. or to be like, you're silly for being apprehensive yeah. because we get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for some people, I think that's a really good thing. Um, depending on your background, depending on how you grew up or what you practiced before, I have a good friend of mine who um, practiced yoga very um, intentionally before becoming a believer yeah. and his practice now looks very different and he still has those questions and sort of apprehensions because of the fact that he did practice so long um, in that frame of thought and now yeah. the idea of being able to yoke himself to God instead of yoking himself to himself and his own divinity is something that he's going to have to work through. Yeah. Um, and so yoga might not be the best practice for him right this moment or spiritual yeah. discipline for him. And that's okay. I think a lot of people are scared of what they don't know or don't yes, understand. Exactly. And instead of asking questions, you become fearful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my um, encouragement to people out there who are apprehensive is just to simply ask, what am I afraid of? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that can lead to some really good, um, I'm, you know, it's like, take it in front of the Lord. You know, what are you afraid of? And take it in front of the Lord and ask him. I think for a lot of people, too, the misconception that yoga is a religion. Yeah. Yoga is not a religion. It's a series of exercises, breathing techniques, and meditation. So what are you meditating on? For yeah. us yes. at Holy Yoga, we're meditating on the scripture. For us in Holy Yoga, we're yoking ourselves to God, our creator. And isn't that what we're all called to do <laughs> as Christians? Yeah. And so to have an experiential worship on a yoga mat where you're able to just slow yourself down and, and go through those things, I think um, is really a wonderful way to deepen your relationship. Yeah. So you said something there about mm-hmm. worship. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we've, you know, 
for somebody like me, I can I can see the physical benefits of yoga because yeah. it did help my back. My back is much better since I started doing yoga. I can the breathing makes sense, even the meditation and and knowing even if I'm in a yoga class that's not a holy yoga class, like I can meditate on whatever I want yeah, to. Yeah. And most of the yoga that I've been in, like it's just a time of meditation. You're not being led through the meditation. Sure. You're just supposed to be meditating on whatever it is that you want to meditate on because yeah. it's you know it would it's a very just like basic yoga class. Um, so I so I get that like those those um, positive parts mm-hmm. of yoga but what you said there in the phrase of it being a worship experience on the yoga mat can mm-hmm. you speak to that a little bit more sure um it, I read a book recently called experiential worship and um I think um Rebecca you brought up earlier your friend who just laid down on the mat with her palms up mm-hmm. um so much of scripture we see throughout scripture people really like laying prostrate and standing up and raising their hands and dancing in mm-hmm. front of the Lord as using their bodies as an instrument of worship. Yeah. Um, and really our posture, it matters. Mm-hmm. And it really ushers in something different in us when we can open our hands up, you know, to receive from the Lord or put our hands up to praise Him. Um, and so during yoga, um, being able to take our bodies and to use that, you know, as a spiritual form of worship, it's as our bodies are, you know? And so yoga is just a a means by which we can experientially with our bodies participate in worshiping God. Yeah. I hadn't really planned on going on this track of experiential worship, but since we're talking about it, I think it's a good, I think it's a good good discussion. So um, just my personal track, um, I didn't grow up as a Christian, Mm -hmm. became a Christian when I was Mm -hmm. 18. The church that I was a part of then, then was very experiential in their worship. So that's how, I was taught how to worship. Yeah. So I was taught to worship very experientially. Then, you know, but my personality is one that I'm very mental. Like everything's very yes. like, you know, well thought out. And mm-hmm. I want all the, the intellectual parts of um, Christianity, which, you know, seminary did not help that situation at all. <laughs> so so you go to, I go to seminary, start going to other churches that I become on staff with, blah, 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 story for another time. But those churches are not experiential worship. Right. And I, I started to get the scent there. There was a view of experiential worship that it wasn't um, holy enough or mm. it wasn't, that wasn't the right way to do things or it's too much. I put mm. that in quotation marks for people who can't see me. <laughs> like, like it, it's just this idea that that's, you know, we were very stoic in worship. So I, that's yes. the track I went down, but never felt that was not, good for me. I had always been like my first experience with Christianity was one that was very experiential. So what I have learned is that there can be a balance there. Absolutely. And so I think that, um, I think this, the yoga questions there, but also this experiential worship thing mm-hmm. and this, this, um, idea that, um, well, you know, if you're if you're a less intelligent Christian, then you do this whole Pentecostal thing, wow. and then you're if you're a more intelligent uh, Christian, you're much yeah. more stoic. I can see how people can. And I'm so I've run in both circles <laughs> that yeah. believe both things, right? And so, and so finding and like always unwoven, we're always trying to find the balance. Yes. So, what is the balance in this? Like, what's the balance between? Yes, there's a part of Christianity that is like this. Um, it is very mental and it's yeah. very intellectual, and and it is you do. Have have to like be wise and discerning mm-hmm. and all of those things and there's a knowledge 
knowledge and an understanding. But there's also, I mean, I'm sorry, you're right. I mean, you can't read Psalms or David right. or anything <laughs> without, or even Acts for that matter, sure. without seeing the, um, the, the Spirit's movement yeah. in a physical way in people. So finding that balance to me, and I, I, we mm. didn't prepare this question, so no, that's okay. Because it's, <laughs> it's kind of a heavy question. It's but I think there's a, um, there's a really strong balance when we look at Scripture, especially where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to look at each one of those facets. If we look at the heart and say, we worship God in our emotions. If yeah. we look at the soul and say that spiritual part of us that was with God in the beginning, will go back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at our minds and say, there's a psychological realm to our worship, there's a strength aspect. So that physical aspect of yeah. God. And so I think taking even that verse yes. as a believer and mm-hmm. saying, how am I looking at my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength? and worshiping God in a balance with all of those things. And so I think especially for people like us, so of course I'm one of those obnoxious Christians that can't um, have a conversation without bringing up the Enneagram. Yeah, so I'm, I'm one of those too. <laughs> we're, we we're are very, we're, yes, we are very um, alike in that manner, Christine. So I think as a one, um, as a recovering perfectionist, that was one of the things that yeah. yoga really um, was a service to me mm-hmm. because it allowed me to not check my mind at the door. That's not what we're called to do. We're yes. called to engage our minds fully yes. on God and meditate, which means chew on. Yeah. So meditate on his word, yeah. chew on his word. And that's using our minds. And that's a really good thing. And when we're able to do that and movement with our bodies, what happens in the left and the right brain is bringing it into balance. And so it integrates those two sides of our brain and it allows those things to really sink into the marrow of our bodies. And it has for me personally, and this goes back to, for those of you who have walked your own trauma journey, um, what happens during trauma is part of your brain literally shuts down. So a lot of my memory is not there. And I have a really difficult time as a believer who's, who's been a Christian for a very long time, which is really interesting that you brought up your own personal path with it because I grew up Catholic. Yeah. I ended up going to a Southern Baptist church that was disguised as non-denominational um, and then went into a church of a church of Christ. And so it was very charismatic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I found my church home and it incorporated liturgical, evangelical, and charismatic, I felt like I was at home for the first time in that yeah. balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have too experienced all of those, um, yeah. those things. And so you go back to just integrating who you are as a person and how you're using all of those facets to really worship God. And yoga just does a wonderful job of incorporating all of it together, heart, soul, mind, strength, all in one space and really allows for that balance and integration to begin to happen in, in all parts of who you are. There's really such freedom in that too. Um, so I'm a recovering three. <laughs> so uh, overachiever, all the things, all the things that I love about being a three. Um, and one of those things for me, like liturgy, I love liturgy. Mm. Like I love that part of worship. Like uh, it's just, you know, order and <laughs> a process and there's an end, yes. you know, like all of that makes me very happy. Yes. Like, and yeah. I just, and, 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 but for a long time I thought, well, that means I'm not spiritual enough. Mm-hmm. And then, so you swing the other direction and you're like, oh, well, but if I'm missing that liturgy there, it's just, it, it can be just chaos. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, so for finding the balance to me has been freedom mm-hmm. because when I swing too much towards just liturgy, I can feel it in my body. Yeah. I can feel my body that something wants to come out and yes. I'm stuffing it yes. and I'm very good at stuffing it, but I know what I'm stuffing. It. <laughs> and then the other side of it is I, I need that liturgy because I need the um, repetition. Like mm-hmm. my brain needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, the groundedness. The, yes. Yeah. Grounding. The grounding is a great word. So I need both. And I think, um, where we're going with this is is finding that balance between our brains and our bodies. And yes. some of us are very good about being in our bodies, Rebecca Cochran. And then I don't know that that's true. <laughs> You're much more so than me. Um, if we're going to talk about balance, like we yeah. swing on two sides of the pen- pendulum, I think on that. And then there's some of us, but you need sometimes to get more in your brain, yeah, unless in your bodies and your emotions, yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm the opposite mm, like sometimes I when I know when I can when I'm like you know what right now I am self-aware enough to know that me and God are distant mm-hmm. and it's almost always because I have swung way too much into the head and not yeah. enough into the motion and yeah. you probably feel the opposite direction mm-hmm. like you feel like when you're way too much into your emotions there's a disconnect mm-hmm. yeah and so I think that that this discussion just reminds us like they're all good. Yes. We just got to find that middle. And making yoga is a place to make space. Exactly. To be aware. Where yes. am I today? Where yes. am I in my body? Where am I in my mind? Where are my emotions? Okay. And when we can yeah. sit with those things and give ourselves space and permission yeah. to say, I'm going to do that today for mm-hmm. myself, um, then I think we naturally will, will enter into a space where God will allow us to see those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about my mat as this... Um, you know, when he says the boundaries have fallen in pleasant places mm-hmm. and I kind of sit on my mat as going, okay, Lord, I'm safe in this boundary that you have given me on my mm-hmm. mat. And I allow myself to just feel the safety of that, to look yeah. at all of those parts of who I am, because that's hard to do. It is. Yeah. It's hard to do. But I think when we give ourselves permission to do that, then the Lord can really meet us in those places. Yes. And I love what you were saying too about liturgy and being a part of the church, because that's so much a part of... Um, you're hearing those things, right? And you're absorbing this information. And yet we're called to stand up mm-hmm. and sit down yes. and stand up during worship and move forward during communion. And so all of those things are also incorporating our bodies mm-hmm. as experiential worship mm-hmm. if we allow them to. Yeah. Well, and so so you talk about regular yoga practice. What do you see mm-hmm. as a regular yoga practice? Because I would not consider myself a regular <laughs> yogi. I consider myself a every once in a while or when I feel like I need sure. it. Like, so what's the difference between that and like a regular yoga practice? Well, I think that's different for different people. Yeah. So frequency and consistency is as much or as little as you are, are meant to yeah. do. And so I think um, that all depends on the person and the season. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I've um, felt more called into a space of practicing yoga. And sometimes I've been called out of that space to do a little bit of something else. It's just like with scripture or any other, the spiritual disciplines. Um, I would, I would, um, I would encourage Christians to look at the spiritual disciplines, again, recovering perfectionist one, um, that it's not just something that we do if we're not finding joy in that, if we're not meeting with God on a regular basis. And so if your yoga practice is allowing you to enter into that space and be with the Lord and really have a good time with the Lord of really meeting with Him and allowing Him to heal you and also empower you, um, then I would say do it as often as you find joy in doing it. And if not, then choose one of the other spiritual disciplines, go outside and take a walk. You know, I always laugh that I'm like, sometimes the most spiritual thing I can do for myself is to take a nap. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord can meet us in that, those places. <laughs> so I think regularity just depends on the person in the season. Yeah. And here on Woven, we call them spiritual practices and not just spiritual disciplines. Which was interesting. Like this, this actually fits really well with, um, you know, our whole series yeah. on spiritual practices that, yeah. that we've been um, going through. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, this, this really, I mean, so many of the spiritual practices that we um, have been talking about, Mm-hmm. have been um, emotional and mental. Uh-huh. That's a lot about like yeah. being in your head or in your emotions with either the prayer of exam and, you know, examine, yes, the I word examine, yeah. you know, is mm-hmm. is your examining, mm-hmm. which you're using your brain to examine or, you know, affirmations. That's like, and, and, and contemplation, like that's mm-hmm. all very, you know, that's very uh, much in, in your emotions and your psyche. Um, but, you know, there, I think we forget that there are physical, spiritual Absolutely. disciplines. Yeah. And so. I love that it's a practice for my yoga practice. It's always that way or I call it my yoga good journey yes. as well and I'm I read a quote yesterday maybe and it was like yoga is not about touching your toes but it's the process of getting there yeah you know mm-hmm. that's because so, I can't touch my toes right. so that's awesome and, and, and you may never <laughs> I can touch my know? calves and like maybe down <laughs> my ankles but I'm not quite to my toes and that's what's yeah. so beautiful is that's yoga and yeah. that might be the limitation for your body and learning how to honor that limitation yeah. will allow you to move into a place of acceptance of your body that you may not otherwise choose to do or practice or participate in so that's one of the things again as a perfectionist you know recovering um, to accept my human limitations in my body and not only just like accept them as my limitations but then honor them and then begin to move into blessing those places in my body and that has for me been um, pretty much my entire yoga journey summed up it's yeah. learning to move from a place of just seeing it as a limitation to really accepting it as, as who yeah. I am and where I am today in this moment and then blessing that place so that it can move forward into a space of wholeness. Yeah. That's that, so good. Yeah. I So I have perfectionist tendencies too, but my motivation is different. My motivation is more to, you know, appear that I am have it all under control, yeah. right? And so, and I also don't like to try things that I can't do perfectly oh, uh-huh. because, not because I'm a perfectionist for perfectionism's sake, but because I want to like be seen as like accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't do it well, then I'm not going to accomplish it. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. So yoga is mm-hmm. one of those things for me yeah. because I I do have more athletic tendencies. And so, but I usually pick athletic pursuits that I know I can do well. Mm-hmm. And yoga is one of those that's very stretching for me, literally and figuratively, <laughs> because I can't, I'm not great at it. Yeah. Like, it's just not one of those practices. Like, I'd rather stick with Pilates or something mm-hmm. like that, where, mm-hmm. you know, it's more fast-moving and mm-hmm. all of those things. And, like, yoga, there's so many reasons why I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. The stillness, mm-hmm. the not moving fast enough. I have to catch myself all the time. Can we please move to that? <laughs> well, what's funny is, like, so I feel like yoga, whenever I do yoga, I feel like it's home. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like stress or, like, but mm-hmm. I always think, well, it doesn't count then. Well, you know, oh, like, that's a good point. Um, like it's, it's, I enjoy it. So like y'all know, I make myself run every other day. I don't enjoy it. It's like a, it's a stewardship thing, but I feel called to it <laughs> for this season. But so that to me feels like, oh, look at me. I'm doing yeah. the thing yeah. I've been called to do with my body. But when I do yoga, I'm just like, I feel like it doesn't count or mm-hmm. something. Cause it, it's easy. Yeah. Or it's yeah. not, it's not easy. Leon. Well, it's just you enjoy it. And just, you, in like your head, it. you think exercise should I'm not be enjoyed. I get it stretching. It's just something yeah. I naturally, like, gravitate towards. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the other side is feeling yeah. like. And a lot of people um, and whole yoga will say gentle does not mean easy. Mm-hmm. It means gentle. And mm-hmm. part of that gentleness is learning to be kind to your body. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, so I think that's part of that. Um, you know, cardio has its place. CrossFit has its place. Yeah. Um, 
yoga is is different there i mean i've taken empower or power yoga class my my um, upcoming power class is called empower um and it will be gentle Mm -hmm. but we'll sweat yeah yeah (laughs) those are the kind of yoga classes i like and so i would rather be in a yoga class like that um i want it i want it to be hot i want it to be sweaty i Mm -hmm. want to feel like i am like you know making progress even though you are making progress in the other type i just it's not as noticeable in my brain Mm -hmm. um but I force myself to do other types of yoga more slow-paced yoga because as a discipline for myself finding balance finding balance yes for sure so I'm going to try and offer a little bit of everything so that people can experience all of those um different types of practices because there are so many different ones and people um find their different ways to relate to God in, in different classes for friends of mine they take an empower class and they leave in tears like mm-hmm. something emotional in them has welled up and just allowed itself to yep. release my mind is so turned on of like I gotta hold this pose I'm in this thing during mm-hmm. a power class and I couldn't even allow myself to have those yeah. types of emotions but for me more gentle classes um, have really brought up some strong emotions with me and I have you know sat with the Lord with those things and so I think mm-hmm. different practices for different people and different bodies also are going to open themselves up to different experiences which yeah. is really exciting about yeah. yoga that it offers so much variety well I think it's interesting we're talking about exercise like we've been talking about the different spiritual practices but how um it's always they're not boxes to be checked right like and so I think in my mind I'll be like well I exercise the end but just like spiritual practices may change day to day there might be one day you're called to examine one day you're called to contemplation I don't know I think it's really good for us to be open to different forms of exercise to different types of yoga to just doing different things depending on our needs of our body that day. And I think it's that shift from being like, did I check my box? Right. Did I do the thing I was supposed to do? To what do I need and how can I meet that need in myself today mm-hmm. with God? Or how mm-hmm. can I allow God to come in and meet that need? Yeah. And I think when we think of our bodies as temples, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we have this physical, this body that's really this doorway. And when we mm-hmm. can come into yoga using the breath, um, it really takes us over that threshold to where we can meet Jesus. And it's like, we can see Jesus walk us through the different rooms in our mm, hearts That's really and good. allow for different emotion to be stirred or allow for us to kind of get in a deeper space with him so that he can really show us what's going on in yeah. our lives. Oh, that's really good. What I'd also like to really clarify too, is I think, I think we just, people just don't do their research. Right. And mm-hmm. people just like hear things and it gets passed down. And so for me, I, I don't know why this just came to my mind, but, um, like I, I think yoga gets lumped into Eastern religions. And I just put that in quotation. Why do I always quote on podcasts? <laughs> uh, nobody can see me quote. Anyways, uh, but like it gets tossed into this bucket of Eastern religions. Right. Um, which sure. we've talked about how that's not the case, but, um, I don't know why we think that the Bible is Western. Um, So, you know, like, so this is where, this is where my rub comes in. And I'm learning a lot about that. I'm currently in this journey and this process. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, our Jewish brothers and sisters are not West. We're not Western. Correct. Um, And um, there are Eastern religion does not mean pagan or Mm -hmm. Eastern, not religion, Eastern, like, um, Culture. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Eastern culture does not equate to paganism. I mean, would let, I mean, if you read scripture, the Romans and the Greeks were about as Western as it gets, <laughs> and they were pagan. So it's it's more of to me the dichotomy is not between pagan and Christian as much as the way the different types of um, cultures 
practice religion. So there's an Eastern practice to Christianity right? Mm. that our Western culture does not understand and is scared of. And, um, but it's in scripture. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the, most of the old Testament is a Christian practice of Eastern culture. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or a Jewish practice, actually more specifically a Jewish practice of Eastern culture. And then the new Testament, there's the melding of that. There's the Mm. melding of, of the Greek and the Roman Christians with the Jewish Christians and, 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 um, and so I think that the fear needs to be broken mm. that Eastern expressions of religion equal paganism. Yeah. Exactly. Because there are also Roman, I mean, I'm, I mean, not Roman, there are Western, I mean, our, our Western culture of the love of money and capitalism yeah. could be yeah. boxed yeah. into husband, a paganism. <laughs> you know, brought up, you know, even just like the practice of how we, how we participate in Christmas or Easter, yes. you know, we've taken so many of those things, even as like, quote unquote, Christian holidays and turned them into something to meet our culture. Right. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that we're incorporating something. And so in the same way um, for yoga as an exercise um, to be incorporated into different religions. Yes. Doesn't make it bad or good. Yes, exactly. It's really good. It makes it practice. Yeah. So um, I think I'm interested in this because I recently found out I'm like 30%. Middle Eastern Jewish. Yes. Thanks to 23 and Me. <laughs> you, can, you can sponsor us if you like. <laughs> we Sorry, talk about 23 and Me all the time. Um, well, I'm about as Western as it gets, so it's fine. Um, but I'm like pretty much all Western Europeans. Europeans fine. Um, but but yeah, it's this mentality that if it's if it's Western, then it's Christian, and if it's Eastern, mm-hmm. it's pagan. Pagan, mm. and I just uh, my my Eastern Christian friends would disagree. We have a lot of spiritual pride here. Yeah. Mm. Well, really, we got lots of pride, period. But yeah, yeah. but yeah. Jesus didn't have blue eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I just, I think I just want to address that, that, um, you know, I, I think that people sometimes, um, Christians in general, um, sometimes can look at Eastern practices or yoga, or free um, worship, mm. uh, if you will, mm-hmm. as like um, as being um, not the best. Sure, um, that it's it's a lower form, um, and and it's yeah. I mean, the brain is not, you know, the highest form of mm-hmm. religion. Well, I think it kind of goes back to what you said early on, which is like, what are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. You see someone doing something differently than the way you would do it. Mm -hmm. Why does that scare you? And really taking time to think about that. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's kind of what we're we're trying, not just with our spiritual practices, but just in this whole idea of like debunking some, some mess that, because we get into our heads that the way we're doing things is always the right way and then we're scared of people who do things differently god help us let us cultivate places to listen yes yes Mm -hmm. and if we can do this on a yoga mat maybe we can do it in our elections (laughs) (laughs) other places there we go we're gonna offer yoga classes outside the polling booth i mean (laughs) that would be a great (laughs) yeah well we talk a lot about what's on the mat we want to take off the mat so yeah. the same practices that are on the mat, we want to incorporate into the yeah. rest of our daily lives. Just like yeah. we do at church on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Those things should, yeah. should, you know, we start talking about integration. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true integration. Yeah. So. so you've mentioned your classes. I want you to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about your yoga practice that you were inviting people into yeah. to learn from you. Let's talk about that. Well, so starting May 25th on Saturday mornings, I'll be... Um, 
I'll have classes available so people can jump online and find me at Christine Cowan Yoga I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And we'll link to um, all of this in our show notes. So oh, yeah, we'd love, <laughs> um, love people to come out and, and join us. It'll be out of Trinity um, for now. And uh, so every Saturday morning, there'll be classes available and they'll be different. We'll, we'll do some gentle, restorative. We'll do some mm-hmm. slow flow. We'll do some power classes for those who want a little bit more oomph. Um, <laughs> and so it'll just be a great way to incorporate a lot of that. Every class um, will have some sort of scripture to meditate on. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll just hope that it's a good time for all, but it's open to everyone. So yeah, yes. and you do these really good um, things on social media where you kind of do what? What are you calling them? Like daily? Yeah. So I have a Monday meditation. Okay, it's Monday kind of something meditation. that I've been um, really working through in my own life. I want to share with others. And Wednesday word that ties in, and then Friday we discuss faith and yoga and how those two things can be integrated. So awesome. if you're interested more in this conversation um, and want a space where you can voice your concerns or mm-hmm. even your encouragement and support, then faith and yoga. If you're one of those people who's a little bit apprehensive, it'd be a great place for you to come mm-hmm. on and join the conversation on how we can integrate our faith yeah. with yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, a lot, I mean, most of our listeners are in the, the Atlanta area, but not all of them are in the Atlanta area. So I'm assuming holy yoga is something that's all over the country. Holy yoga is in 14 countries right okay. now, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So um, it is, but surprisingly enough, there are not many places. There are a few people who practice holy yoga in Atlanta, but not many. And so it's hard to find here. So yeah. I'm excited to get going. I, I met a wonderful group of people out in Arizona during immersion who are starting up stuff in Atlanta. So hopefully we'll see it more and more in the next yeah. couple of months and years. Yeah. And know that if there's no holy yoga in your area, you can just make a regular yoga class holy. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> or you can buy, I mean, we live in the age of technology. I'm sure there are YouTube oh, yes. videos about holy yoga too. There's so. some great ones. Well, I there. love Adrienne. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's not holy, but my God, I love her. She, I mean, she, she might she, be. I think she is holy, but I'm saying she's not like a holy yoga. <laughs> We'll yeah. link to her too. If you're just like yeah, at home yoga with Adrian, she's, she's she's awesome. Wonderful. Yep, she's awesome. And you know what? Holy just means set apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're setting apart our yoga practice to to worship God. That's yes. really and good. you can do that in lots of yoga classes. So mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you, friend. Thanks for coming yeah, thank on. You guys we'll too. link to everything. Yeah, appreciate it. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>